everybody, and welcome to the Advice Not Given podcast. Each week, we share unfiltered, truth-telling conversations between friends. You're invited to eavesdrop as we give each other the advice you didn't ask for, but wish you did. We're your hosts, Kelly Artis and Claire Wood of Millspo Gurus, and this is Advice Not Given. Everybody and welcome back to this episode of the Advice Not Given podcast. Kelly and I are joining you for week six of checking in and doing welfare checks with one another and responding to some of the call-ins we have had from our listeners. Kelly, how have you been the past week? Mm, um, honestly, pretty good this week. And let me tell you why. My kids were, okay, it was spring break. Let's start there. Yes. Last week was <laughs> spring break, which is just hilarious <laughs> but um, a break from they what? Had a break. exactly <laughs> exactly they had a break from their school uh work I guess is the the only way to say that um okay so they they had been I had signed them up originally for a theater camp at our little theater here in town they do this awesome like kids programming and they would have been at theater the same hours they would have been at school it's so cool um you know nine to three or something like that um, with all of this happening, clearly they can't do theater camp. So the theater decided, oh, well, let's make this a virtual camp option at which I was extremely hesitant and skeptical and like, oh, heck no. That means mom, we want you to sit and monitor them on the computer uh, and help yeah. hold their hand and make costumes and get this that they need and do this and this. And I was like, great, this is going to be an awesome week. Let me tell you, I set them up on Monday got the zoom fixed and everything and got their sound and all like I had to actually had to relinquish one of my microphones <laughs> and like my daughter, my daughter wanted my box lights that I have for live streaming. I was like, no, you can't have that. But I set them up in the living room downstairs, showed them how to do it the first morning. Um, and I didn't see them all week. It was incredible. Like they stayed occupied. They were on time. Like they would take lunch breaks and my kids would get back on on time. Aww. Like they were watching the clock. They were making their own lunches. Like they, they had like themed classes, almost like subjects all day. It was, I can't say enough good things. So if you guys are in Fayetteville, Cape Fear Regional Theater, phenomenal experience. Like I wrote them the sappiest email at the end of the week. Aww. Like I want to take them out of school and I want them to do this for the rest of the year. <laughs> this, this was my most productive week that I've had since all this started. So wow. well, I saw all your Instagram stories po- your, on your personal Instagram of just like some of the fun little costumes they were putting together. Oh. And it looked, it looked pretty legit for Zoom. It's awesome. Okay. Listen, we haven't even seen the final production yet. They wouldn't let us watch it. Oh. So they are now, they're patching, they've recorded all the kids separately and they're patching it all together as like a movie. And like wow. they were serious with like the scenery and like their voice. I mean, just it was. I can't even tell you. I can't wait. I'm like crawling out of my skins, dying to see this production. Well, that's um, going to be such be a using, cool like, like artifact from this time to yes. have that little like recording of that. That's going to be. I know. So treasured. I know. And it's Shrek. Who doesn't love Shrek? Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that all that to say, I was. Gr- I, I had a decent week. I got a little more sleep maybe a little more and like a lot more work done, which is always good. But then, um, the weekends again, all the weekends suck for me. I've just decided like mm-hmm. I used to love the weekends and now I hate them. Like it's just, that's, yeah. it's inverted in that way. And, um, this Monday was the worst Monday I think I've ever had in my life. Um, 
just because like all, you know, I had such a good week last week that's gone now and we're back to this, ugh, you know, and yeah, like the the days of le- like home learning or whatever. And they and, have they announced in North Carolina that schools are like done for the year yet? I don't, I mean, I'm not, I don't know how plugged in I really am at this point. I don't think so. Okay. Not to my knowledge. Yeah. Um, but they were only going to make them go back for like five days just oh. to literally like hug the teacher and then yeah. whatever. So, huh. so on anyway, a one to 10, that's my, what, that's my, where are you then on a one to 10 since we've been using that metric the whole time? Yeah. I'm going to say like a three, uh, you know, we're adjusting. That's good. And this. Yeah. I think mm, for now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not I'm not really counting today. I'm counting like the, the collective last of last week. Yeah, yeah. Last week was great. So yeah, doing better. That's good. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. That's really good. I would say for the collective week, I was probably at a four or five. Um, I had put a poll on my own personal Instagram over the weekend just asking like what mentally has been harder, like the weekdays or the weekends. And I know you just mentioned the weekends being hard. I've had the opposite effect. Like the weekdays have been my harder days. And I I finally got to the the heart of some of it is I think that we were already used to doing school, but like so many like extra expectations feel like they're on us right now that the, the school days just feel like we're supposed to be working. We're supposed to be getting all this stuff done. And that feels like pressure. Whereas for me, the weekend is like, well, it was already free time. It was already like guilt-free to like watch TV all day. And, Mm. and the fact that Ryan's home on the weekends and I feel like, and I hate to even say this because I know you're like solo parenting big time with deployment, but during this, when he has been home, I just feel like I appreciate him being here on the weekends instead of being at work because then I'm not carrying the full emotional responsibility for the kids and I on my own shoulders. So listen, and that's real. I mean, that's, that's probably 90% of my stress right now. It's just like, I am solely carrying this family. Yeah. And not that, you know, Andrew's not worried about us or not burdening. No, but you're there way, and he's I, not. So I'm here. Yeah. You know, if I have a bad day, the kids know it. I can't hide. I can't yeah. tap out. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like, Great. well, you don't have your normal resources of like, hey, let me just call a babysitter. Hey, I'm still going to do like girls' night. It's like, no, you have well, let that. Let me just go roam Target yeah. aimlessly. Like that was even yeah. one of my things. Like, you know what? I'm just going to go run some errands yeah. and then sit in the car. Or at <laughs> least you had the school hours where they were not fit. You knew you, exactly. it, there's like a, um, I said this on to somebody else over the last few weeks, like before you at least had this like feeling that there was this other team of people helping you, like, right. The teachers at your kid's school or their yeah. drama yeah. instructors, like it just feels like we're just all out here on our own now, like making this work. Yeah. So, yeah. So last week was a decent week for us. Like it, it was, I almost felt like a relief coming off of Easter. Not that Easter had huge expectations, but like in a family where, you know, church and ministry is kind of your business, it does feel like, oh, okay, Easter mm-hmm. check. Um, And so last week felt really relaxing. And then I, I've said this all along, I find such a correlation between the weather and my moods. And so thankfully, we've had some sunny days and really trying to get out and get like a couple of walks in for fresh air. I'm trying to spend time purposely in the sun just to build up my vitamin D reserves. And so um, those are all things that help lower that overall number for me when I'm thinking back to that one to 10 number. Yeah, that's, I got sunburned the other day. It was so sad. It was like 6 p.m. <laughs> I got a sunburn. <laughs> I was like, oh God, this is not going to go well. So yeah, um, we had a moment 
my son, bless him. He first he like kind of complained about the theater camp stuff, but I think they mm-hmm. really like bonded with the instructor Aww. instructors and the other kids in the class. Because when it was all over, like they did their performance on a Friday afternoon, like their final run through, their full out or whatever mm-hmm. they did. Um, they went through it, and then it was over. And Reese came upstairs and he was like super sad. I was well, first he was like, Oh, I didn't care. I didn't really like it, you know, whatever. But then like later on, he's like sad. I'm like, what's going on, Bubba? He's like, I miss theater camp. Like, I wish it were last I wish it would last longer. Like, I don't want it to be over. And now luckily they're I'm gonna put them in like classes and stuff. They're they're still doing more things. But um, I'm like, I hear you, man. I <laughs> I'm going to miss it too. But, but I think that's also, a real thing, just like the letdown after something yeah. like that. I remember as a kid and even an adult sometimes feeling that, like you have this mountaintop almost mm-hmm. experience and something like so fun. And then like you just, you miss, it's like you miss the yeah. people. Like I remember coming back from a trip to Europe when I was in high school and like crying at like missing that, yeah. the people yeah. on the trip and just the experience. So poor little guy. Yeah. And Hopefully for he'll- them, like I just... It broke my heart. Like I would sit up here and hear them. Like my daughter, like was singing her little Aww. heart out, and she didn't. She doesn't. She, I don't know. She's just never sung. Like it's singing hasn't been her thing, and now all of a sudden it's a thing. And uh, I'm like, God, I, we have. Why it sucks so bad? They don't have the chance to do this on stage. Yeah, like these babies should be on a stage, and they should be getting applause, and they shouldn't. And they're not. And it just. Oh, it hurts, but they're teaching them awesome new skills. They're now like completely Zoom savvy. Like my kids were teaching me how to do things on Zoom. Oh, cool. (laughs) I thought I knew what I was doing. They were like, "Mm -mm, mama, this is how this works. And let me check the sound. I was like, okay. Like (laughs) they knew what they were doing. So it was cool. Maybe they'll they'll um, end up behind like in the tech department in theater more than the stage one day because of all this. I told, seriously, and I told, who was I talking to? Somebody. And I was like, I'm about to say, screw school. I'm just going to take them out. <laughs> and I'm going to make, the, I'm going to teach the kids how to do like social media or something else for me. Like, and may have little interns. <laughs> yeah. Text. That's probably not a good idea, but um, yeah, no. And oh, the other thing I was going to say though, is my daughter had a moment on, it must've been Friday again, coming down from the play and that whole high of that. And then rolling into a boring weekend that yeah. we're all kind of hating. Um, she like got super upset and I was like, what's wrong? She was like, mommy, all my friends hate me. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I don't have friends anymore. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that is not like we, none of us can, she, I don't know. She was just kind of like, she, she's noticing that lack and yeah. like, she's lonely it's not that anybody's mad at her, but you know, she's a 10 year old girl. So all of it equates to drama. Right. So it's just like, everyone must be mad at me. That's why they're not like hanging out or calling. I'm like, Oh God. Well, it does. It does. Even for a kid and an adult, sometimes it can feel like we're living in like absolutes right now. Like this is never going to end. I don't have any friends. I feel like, you know, like a lot of that's, it's easy to slide into that. I think in a time like this. I know. Shall we play a check-in? Let's play a (laughs) check-in. Hey, Kelly and Claire. My name is Ariana. Uh, My husband and I are currently stationed in El Paso, Texas. We have a daughter who will be one tomorrow, which I'm finding really hard to believe that a year's passed already. Um, On a scale of being one to crazy, I'd say I'm like a one most days. There are times at the beginning of all this quarantine stuff that I was creeping up towards the five or six, but I became quickly aware of the fact that um, it was a direct reflection of the things I was reading or watching on social media. And just being aware of that, I feel like I've been able to be more grounded in terms of what I'm allowing in. 
I think this self-quarantine stuff hasn't felt difficult for us personality-wise. My husband and I are both introverts and homebodies. Um, I'm a nine on the Enneagram, so being at home is definitely self-preserving for me. We bought our first home here in El Paso, so we've been loving spending time doing projects around the house. And I've also recently bought chickens for our backyard, which we've always wanted to do. Uh, Brad has been able to work from home, so we've been spending a lot of time together as a family, which has been really great. I think one of the things that has been most helpful for us is just waking up and having things to look forward to that we're working on or we're excited about. We both feel like God has given us a passion for stewardship, and that could look like how we're spending our time, our resources, how we steward our physical bodies. We both feel like we have a lot of things um, that we want to learn and grow in that gives us excitement for each day. For instance, Brad has been working on um, growing a small business, and I actually started a small online reselling business at the beginning of this year that has been fun to watch grow. Uh, we've been learning a lot about raising and caring for chickens since we've got these new pets. We also both love exercising, and normally Brad's uh, doing PT with work, so we've been able to work out together again since he's um, been home working. And these uh, growth opportunities are some things I like to do when I'm in my healthy Enneagram 9 and growing. Um, I've read that healthy nines are like a great river carrying along effortlessly, which I feel like um, I've felt for the most part. But as a nine, we also tend to ignore the disturbing parts of life and seek comfort by numbing. So maybe I just feel like I'm coping better than I actually am. I don't know. I have good days and I have bad days just like everybody else. As a nine, when I'm having a not so good day, I stagnate quickly and I get absolutely nothing done or accomplished. But I, I do tend to have trouble building inertia um, when I'm struggling a, bit, a little bit more. I struggle with the need for control some days, uh, but I'm so grateful that I'm not working right now and I'm able to stay home with my family. Before having children, I was a registered nurse and love, I love seeing how this whole situation has impacted people and that more people are spending time outside being with their families and exercising. People are inevitably eating more home-cooked meals, which may not always be healthier, but I think it's getting people more comfortable with the idea of cooking and trying new things. And these are just simple things that, I ha that can have a huge impact on our overall health that I always tried to teach and instill in my patients over and over. Um, so it's been really encouraging to see that just kind of effortlessly falling into place with these stay-at-home orders. Keeping perspective is definitely a really helpful thing for me right now. Knowing that God knows how all this plays out and that it's not outside of Him um, it just gives me hope despite the fact that this could last a couple more months um, and we're really just kind of enjoying being home together as a family and embracing the things that we do get to do during this time. So um, I've loved listening to your podcast on my run each week. So um, keep it coming, ladies, and keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Ariana. Man, she had just so many good things to say and um Something about just her nineness is soothing to me to hear. Mm -hmm. hear I know I felt that too. Her calmness like, and like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm at a one. Like I'm good. Like that. That was really, really good. <laughs> there were several things she said that I, I kind of took note of, and the first one was just the fact she used the word stewardship and having things to look mm -hmm. forward to, and kind of thinking through like, what are the things she wants to learn. 
And I know we have talked a little bit about this lowering of expectations, right? Like you don't have to come out of the quarantine with like a new language you've learned and mastered, or you don't have to come out with like skills to make sourdough bread or whatever. But like, there is something to be said for at least kind of having a mental or even written list of like, hey, here here are some ways I want to grow. And I think that that can be helpful in its proper perspective. Yeah, because you're not losing time, right? And it's not just like, completely wasted or stalled. I think I, yeah, no, I totally love that. Um, yep. I, I, you could have, I could have guessed nine because <laughs> there's probably no other number on the whole Enneagram that's at a one right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was awesome. Um, I also thought it was interesting that she brought up the introvert mm-hmm. thing, like introvert, extrovert. And, um, I'm, I, I kind of straddle that line. So it's, it's curious to me, like how, you know, there's a struggle in each, right? Like the extroverts are suffering because they're not being fed by their people. They need to be out and they want to be like engaging with, you know, society <laughs> in general. And then introverts, mm-hmm. yeah, they're home, but their whole thing is they need to be alone. So if they're quarantining, and there's none of that people, happening right now. <laughs> they are not alone. So um, that's a struggle too. I mean, and I feel it. Like I have moments. I kind of flex. I'll swing each way. So like right. when I'm really just wanting to be by myself, there's always a child. Like mommy, mommy, yeah. mommy. Like not their fault, right? But I'm just right. like, oh my god. There's, there's. I can't. There's no moment. So um, I love that she was able to find kind of. Um, I don't know if she's, if she, I mean, she's out of one, so she's doing all right, right? Yeah. <laughs> Find like a way around that to kind of compensate for, for being quote stuck. But I love, and again, she's saying opportunity and I get to be home with. So even right. in just her language, she's kind of embracing that, which is something that I need to do better about. Um, we get to stay home, right. not we have to stay home, right? <laughs> yeah. I also liked how she talked about, she can sense like building inertia and I'm thinking, well, I'm, mm. I'm in a complete state of inertia all the time, <laughs> which is defined as just, you know, like the tendency to do nothing and to, to remain mm. unchanged. And I, I feel like I swing between, well, maybe not even swing. Like I can kind of look back my first couple of weeks. I was like, I'm going to journal about this every night and let me show yeah, you what no. I'm doing and I'm feeling great. And then I, I, I could just see it like, don't, 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 I'm just slowing down. And now I'm like, I'll do what I want when I feel like doing it. <laughs> and um, it was funny. I too, well, it was Easter Sunday. I took all the cleaning stuff up to my bathroom, which is like my number one dreaded chore. And I was like, okay, I got to do this today. And then I ended up just doing the shower curtain. And like, I took down the liner, I washed my shower curtain, bleached it, ironed it. And then I stopped and I was like, okay, pace yourself, Claire. Like you've got, you've got time. And it wasn't until yesterday that I actually... I finally finished it. Like I took all the cleaning products and cleaned the rest of it. And then I'm like, okay, go rest. Like you've done it. So I get that inertia thing for real. Oh, I love that you iron a shower curtain. I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Well, <laughs> which goes to show how much like I the clean. Pinnacle, no, that's the pinnacle of like quarantine life. Like it's, it's yeah, the doing right? of like the most ridiculous things just to yeah. take t- extra time to do it and make it. I don't know. I do get a sense of pride from like doing things like taking care of my stuff, I guess is a good word, way to right. put it. Like, but um, the other reason is it's cotton. And so if you don't, it kind of looks like it shrunk mm-hmm. up a little bit and ironing shrunk it, like up. it yep. gets it lower where it covers the Actually, liner. Yeah, I know that's a very home and garden of you. I love it. More like <laughs> OCD <laughs> of me, but that's okay. <laughs> so she also brought up um, all of the home cooked meals she's enjoying with her family. I'm like, 
nope, that's not happening over here. So <laughs> we are takeout like five nights a week. I'm not even, I wish I was joking. Um, and then I've had people like, are you, are you so scared of that too? I'm like, listen, something's got to give. Yeah. And food is the thing that's going to give for me. Um, yeah. I know some people super, like really enjoy like cooking and prepping and meals and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's always been the first thing that I hate to do, right? Like yeah. I, we've talked about this long time ago. So to me, it's just like if there is some – not only can I support restaurants, yeah. <laughs> but I also don't have to cook. Like I'm spending a fortune, which is not okay. But um, yeah, no, I, I just can't. I can't do it. Well, and you also have the opportunity like for food delivery. Like there's such a limited right, true. amount of that like where I am that it's like, well – Well, to start off, I guess I will introduce myself. My name is Savannah, and I am a two on the Enneagram with a very, very strong wing three, and I run a photo and creative arts business out of Atlanta, Georgia. So yes, God love me. I am one of those small business owners that has taken a hit during these last couple weeks with everything that's going on in the world revolving around the coronavirus. So I guess my initial reactions with all of this wildness was absolute panic. Panic in the sense that I was going to lose all of my income. I was going to lose all of my clients. I was going to not be able to pay my bills. Every wild thought kind of came tumbling down on me in one moment. So you can only imagine the first couple days where everything got really serious. I spent majority of the time bawling like a little baby in my closet, which is now my safe space and the the place that I have dedicated for prayer, um, which has been a gift in this time. But I think the way that my Enneagram is linked to that is I really was balancing this weight of empathy and compassion and love for my clients that have, and other wedding vendors, people in the service industry, people that have poured so much time and money into an event and then to have it all be canceled or postponed in one moment was just absolutely earth shattering in my mind mixed with that that balance or that tension of my three achiever side of well how am I going to continue to run a business I need to pivot in this way that way and the other way in order to continue to be successful And so I think the whole time of coronavirus has really been a tug of war between compassion and love for the people that are walking alongside me in life and those that I serve every day in my in my workspace with the need to succeed and the need to continue to be successful, continue to meet financial goals that I have set at the beginning of the year to continue to pull out, you know, the big stops that I was hoping to throughout, you know, these months. And it's just been a juggling act. And so I have spent a lot of time, like I referenced before, in my closet, on my knees. I have spent a lot of time reading. I've spent a lot of time exercising. I don't know what has happened to me with all of this quarantining, but it is like my kickboxing classes with Jillian are 
my lifeline. Outside of my closet, of course, but I have just so enjoyed working out and walking, being outside, looking forward to the end of the day where I cut off all of my work at 5, sometimes 5.30, and it's been a gift to slow down in that sense, and I've been able to really business-wise pull out a lot of things that um, would typically take weeks and weeks to do, and I've been able to accomplish them in only one week or two weeks or however many um, it, it has taken. But it has, it has been a wild time at this point. I have settled in and I feel like I have a rhythm. I have had more good days than bad, praise God. But when the bad days come, I do have to remind myself that I'm okay and that I will come out of this better. And not only will I come out of this better, but all of us will. Thank you so much, Savannah. Um, uh, I really appreciated her perspective. And I know, um, well, Savannah is actually not a military-affiliated person. And so I can only imagine the weight that being the owner of a small business that is your primary income. Like I can't even imagine the weight that that adds to something like this being just responsible for every penny that you're bringing in through your work. And especially in an industry that has been so significantly impacted. Mm. I know she has shared a lot, like in her social media, like all, almost all of her weddings were postponed. Um, A lot of the other, you know, photography engagements that she had on the calendar now, like, canceled or postponed indefinitely. So talking about having to pivot and um, just get creative, I think is really, really cool. And we'll be sure to link Savannah's photography business in our show mentions. But um, yeah, I loved that she talked about the balancing of the empathy and compassion of her two-ness with her achiever three. And I I think that that's probably Mm -hmm. a very real thing um, all the time, but particularly in a, a season like this where you're having to to think about like her heart is torn towards the people and thinking about all the the ways that this is impacting the people in her life, but yet also having to be super focused on like the, the financial aspect of running a business and making sure that you're hustling for that. Yeah. It's so tricky. And like to stay relevant and to stay on people's radars and then not only like, and then having absolutely no idea when and if things could resume, um, and, and what is normal even, right? Like, yeah. I don't think we even know what that's going to be again. So, um, wow. Yeah, no, I I went down a mental rabbit trail as soon as she started talking about having her safe space, mm-hmm. like her her place and mm-hmm. her closet. And um, I have been kind of curious about, you know, the psychology and like actual physiological ways in which we deal with emotions, what emotions even are, why we're so bad at them, mm-hmm. <laughs> like all of this stuff. Um, and I think because there's so much more content out there right now, specifically around like trauma and emotions and the way we deal with emotions and everything, like I have just been like kind of immersed in it. So I loved um, that she kind of has intuitively found a space. And, you know, she probably has, she knows a little bit about this too, I'm sure. But um, being able to have a place where you can be raw is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in a house full of people, that's hard to do sometimes, but because of the way that we've like sheltered ourselves emotionally, like we don't want to experience those emotions out loud because of all sorts of reasons, right? It could be a gender thing. It could be, you know, like societal norms. It could be because you don't want to cry in front of your kids or, you know, whatever your reason is, we have these ways of kind of like suppressing those emotions because, 
whatever. That's just how we do as Americans, as Westerners, whatever. But being able to like let go of those emotions are really important and be able to listen to what you're hearing and what your 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 body is telling you. Yeah. As a messenger, you know, like the emotion has a meaning. It's not just like a random reaction. Like there's a reason for it. Um, if we experience it, we can let it go. But if we ignore it, it's going to get worse and it's going to manifest as some other sort of reaction or behavior. So having a space, even a closet, listen, I have a closet. I can like crawl down and sit down in the corner of, or a lot of times I just go in the bathroom, shut the door. And like, that's my, okay, I'm going to cry today. (laughs) And it has happened more often than not lately. Like probably once a week, I'm like, oh, it's time for that. (laughs) So um, I love that she's found that and she's, you know, She's also got like dual purpose there. She's able to have like a meditative practice in her prayer um, and and really like grow from that and be able to feel better about whatever she's dealing with. Yeah. So, well, it's funny it. because after I cleaned my bathroom yesterday, I put a picture of it on Instagram and I used a gift that said isolation station <laughs> because it really is. Like you said, like we go in and lock a door in a bathroom or we shut a door yeah. in an office. And I've joked, but I have had this little area of the woods behind my house that's kind of like hidden but cleared off. And I keep mm. calling it my mom fort that I keep going back to. And I do. I go back there and I, I know there's been at least one day I've gone back there and I've cried. There's been a day mm. I've gone back there and kind of just let out a string of not nice words that I just needed to like get out. Um <laughs> Or sometimes I'll just walk back there just for a change of scenery because it's literally very secluded and private. And so um, I hadn't yeah. really even thought, like you mentioned, about that being a a safe space for our bodies to catch up with our emotions or vice versa. That's interesting. Isn't it funny, though? But you kind of intuitively do that, right? Yeah. Though you want to get away from people and you want to be able to feel free to be vulnerable and not be like whatever you're telling yourself, right? To be vulnerable or to be shamed or judged. That's not what's happening, but still, you know, we think that. So yeah, I love that. I have a plug to make. Um, this guy that I follow is named Science Mike, Mike McGart. Um, he's one of the liturgists. He's got a book coming out and he's just been everywhere lately online because of his book, of course, but also like sharing just the juicy goodness that is in this book. Cause he's, he's, a science educator. Like he's basing everything, almost everything he does on like scientific evidence. And, um, he's been really helpful for me to help digest a lot of stuff that's happening, um, in the news and in the Mm -hmm. world. Um, I actually really respect him as a source. Um, and he's got a book called you're a miracle and a pain in the ass. (laughs) It's embracing (laughs) the emotions, habits, and mystery that make you, you. And last week during a Facebook live, he actually read a chapter in his book or a little excerpt, um, about emotions and how we have a core state. And then we have an, an, an affect, which is an emotion, um, that typically because we are who we are, we have learned to suppress and ignore that. And then what happens is it's a cycle, right? Mm. That we never truly are able to let go of the emotion was what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to notice it. And you hear this in like all of the literature now, all of the the gurus, all of the, everyone is saying like, let it go, sit with it, check in with yourself, let it go. Right. There's a point to that. There's a reason because we can't hold all of that. We break. Yeah. So just even for me, like seeing like, oh, that's a neurological thing. Yeah. (laughs) Helped. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just you're a woman, you're emotional or whatever the crap we've always been fed. Like it's, it is actually a survival mechanism that we have sort of overridden Mm -hmm. in time based on our ego. And so anyway, I can't wait for the book to come out. I think it's like this week. He did not pay me to plug his book. I wish he did. I would totally do that, Mike, if you're listening. Yeah. (laughs) That's such a great title too, though. Such a great dichotomy of of 
mm-hmm. really like how we, the two selves, right? The two, the way we see ourselves or the yep. way we sometimes want uh, yeah. to portray ourselves versus the reality of how we are portraying do you, ourselves. Do you want to hear Richard Rohr's intro to the book? Sure. His, uh, review. It says, sure. seldom do I find a book that puts together good psychology, readable science, and practical wisdom as what you now have in your hands. You are a miracle will reveal that Mike McGart is a bit of a miracle too. Aww. Aww. I know. That's okay. sweet. One more. We got one more. Hey, Claire. Hey, Kelly. This is Carmen Jones reaching out from Fort Leavenworth, Kansas, just um, responding to your request for a welfare check-in during the COVID-19 pandemic and quarantine situation that we're all in. Um, The Jones family is here at Fort Leavenworth while my husband attends CGSC, a school here. Um, We are supposed to be PCSing this June, but at the moment, it looks like we will be here through the summer. Um, The stop move from the military looks like it's going to be extended and Canada's borders are closed. We're supposed to be headed back to Alaska and we were planning to drive. So at the moment, there's a lot of things that look like they're keeping us from being able to do that, but they're out of our control. So we're trying to um, just see how it all pans out. And um, we're just kind of at the mercy of what they say. So as far as that goes, there's nothing we can really do. Um, As far as a welfare check, we're all doing pretty good. we're homebodies by nature. I'm an extrovert, but kind of borderline extrovert introvert, and my husband is an extreme introvert. So the whole stay home order has kind of not been too terrible. We are definitely starting to feel the monotony of the days and feeling a little bit like Groundhog Day, um, except we don't get to see people outside of our house. We just see each other day after day after day. Um, So we are trying to be intentional about getting outside of these four walls that we're in um, as much as possible when the weather will allow it. And, you know, we've played all the board games and the card games, and there's only so many different kinds of drawings you can do on the sidewalk with sidewalk chalk. So we are starting to have to get a little creative. Um, As far as our day-to-day, there's some things that have changed that are... um, you know, just different. Like my husband is our tribute. He goes out and does all the errands and all the things and including grocery shopping, which is something that I've owned our entire marriage. Um, and I like to have as my own to do. Um, but bless him. He'll call me from every aisle and make sure he's getting the right, right brand of something or the right thing. Um, so that has been a definite change. Um, but a good one. I'm thankful for him that he's willing to do that for us. And we are obviously now all on a home learning style, including my husband. Thank goodness we have a basement. So he set up his area down there and he does his school um, virtual distance learning from the basement, which took about two and a half weeks for the uh, command team here to figure out how to do. Um, They put in a lot of work and a lot of effort so that this class, my husband's class, can graduate on time. Um, So we're thankful for that, and we're so thankful for our teachers here. Um, We have three kids who are all school age, and all I have to do is sit at the table and facilitate learning. I haven't had to do one lesson plan or figure out what's next. Our teachers are amazing, and every day they send us what the kids need to do. So I am definitely not a homeschool teacher. I'm just kind of like a substitute teacher and facilitating the learning and hoping to get our kids promoted. So, um, I think that's it. As far as our day to day, we're doing pretty good. Like I said, um, 
when we get annoyed with each other or just kind of need our own space, we just try to retreat to our own bedrooms or take a walk, um, regroup, come back together, um, and continue just to pray for our nation and the people who are still going to work every day to try to give us a, as normal of a life as possible and thankful for all of our delivery drivers who bring us our Amazon packages and, you know, a little bit of sanity and stuff from the outside world. But, um, I'm thankful for y'all and for, you know, keeping up with everybody. And I'm super thankful for all the people who are trying to establish a virtual meetups like Zoom calls and FaceTime. I'm just, I'm really bad at virtual. I'm not good at it. I'm a face-to-face person. I like to be able to see you and hug you if I need to. I'm a big hugger. So I got to get better at virtual because I just don't do it well. Um, But I guess in times like these, I need to adjust my thinking on that and get better about it. But thanks for checking in. I hope y'all are all doing great. I'm thankful for our health right now and pray for everybody who's continuing to fight this for us. I think it's so great to hear everyone's different perspectives and Mm -hmm. actually different experiences. Like I'm noticing, like, I feel like my experience is a lot different from a lot of people. And I'm wondering if that's a mindset thing or if it's a, if it's just resources thing, um, like the school from home stuff is like kicking my behind. Um, and I'm realizing that's something that I need to a give myself a little more grace about, um, let the kids off the hook a little bit about it. <laughs> Maybe stop trying to juggle so, so many things. But it's so encouraging to hear people say like, we're doing okay. Like, yeah. and also it sucks, but we're doing okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, not that I've talked to so many people, but like it almost surprised me a little bit. She's probably the person who has been the most optimistic or hopeful and um, mm-hmm. like their, their schools are taking care of them better than probably anybody I've talked to. Like her experience really? has, has been unique to what I'm hearing from most, not that the, it's not a teacher issue. It's just a, right. like a systemic, like we weren't prepared for this. We don't really know how to make what we were doing an at-home thing and just do your best and <laughs> wing it kind of. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And I've actually heard from multiple people that like beyond COVID that the Fort Leavenworth like school situation is a pretty good, a pretty good thing. I really liked how she was saying that like she doesn't, I didn't like how she said it. I think she's probably not giving herself enough slack about not being good at virtual. Right. Um, we talked about this a couple of, a couple of episodes ago. It, it actually is difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, to do that because your brain is having to make so many like alternate connections yeah. to try to figure out what's happening. Like your perception is off. It's like you're dissociated from another human, but you feel like you're together. So you're trying to like sh- bypass mm-hmm. what you're actually experiencing in a way and like artificially create that. So mm-hmm. it is exhausting. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend the other day and she was like, you know, we've been doing these zoom calls with our, our whole family. We'll mm-hmm. get together and like everybody powwow and do, you know, like talk about everything, which is great. But she was like, I begged for a phone call because yeah. I'm just, I can't do, I can't do face anymore. Like I can't do FaceTime. So give yourself a break, you yeah. guys. Like it is a lot. You don't have to always have a screen and a glass, you know, mm-hmm. to make the connection. You can still have phone calls and yeah. and conversations. Well, and I took that from her as she's just, there's like an ache in her heart missing, like the physical touch mm-hmm. of a hug and like seeing you know, seeing oh, people yeah. face to face. One of my favorite things she said, and I told her this when she sent it to me was, um, there's only so many things you can draw with sidewalk chalk, right? Like, 
Yeah. You kind of run out of that. And yep. I feel like that was. We, we were done with that three weeks ago. Well, and here's what's funny <laughs> is I ordered a big box of like 50 pieces one of the very first weeks. It's finally there. No, no, no. We got it. And like, man, the girls and even I, like we were hopscotch drawing and pictures and, com- you know, like quotes. Well, so I'm like, man, they love this. I better order another one. Nobody's touched the second box. Like I'm going to give it away to a neighbor or something because it's like, whoop-de-doo, who cares? Sidewalk chalk. You know what? Do you know what you could do with it? And this was super cute. I saw it in our neighborhood. Somebody has been walking around and like writing sweet little sayings, like affirmations mm-hmm. and, you know, you got this and take care of each other and then, and, and, and like a hashtag, it was chalk the walk or yeah. something. So you can probably Google that and look that up. But they left the bin of chalk out there and said, hey. It's your turn. Grab a piece of chalk. Go spread the love. And like people did, they would take another piece of chalk and it didn't look the same. It was totally different, but it was their little messages and interpretations. And I don't know. It was cute. Yeah. I mean, it was cute for like three days. Yeah. It was still cool. Well, I think that's just kind of like a metaphor for like all this. Like, oh yeah, you think this is going to be fun. I'm going to start cleaning out all the closets. <laughs> well, the novelty of yep. that wears off or I think I'm going <laughs> to, you know, you fill in the blank. And then like a couple days later, you're like, yeah, that wasn't that fun or that wasn't that <laughs> Right. It didn't take that long or it wasn't that enjoyable. So, well, because I mean, think about so, God, even just the windows that we did. Like, mm-hmm. I decorated a whole window. That stuff's flaking off now yeah. and it's depressing. Yeah. You know, that, oh my God, it's been there so long that the paint is like cracking and peeling off at this point. Like, we should have already washed it and moved on with our lives and mm-hmm. we're not. So. Well, there's the metaphor, I think. It's the, right? it's the, it's fun to do it. We need the bright and colorful window chalk art. And then we actually really just want our window back. We just want, our normal view of, of life. <laughs> yeah. My, my girls both did the windows and I let it stay up for a little while, but I was more concerned that like the hotter it gets, the more it's going to like never come off. So <laughs> I did do that last <laughs> Sunday when I was doing my obsessive shower curtain ironing, I cleaned their windows and like got all that paint off. But oh man, yeah. that hurts too. Yeah. But you're moving out, like right? Well, you're, we think we are. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we may retire from here in 12 years. It's it's hard to say. So. <laughs> uh, oh man, I know. I saw that next order come down. I was like, oh, I was thinking about you. It's just, it's. Uh. I, I know that they're pushing out. So if you guys are listening, you're not sure what we're talking about. The military put in a, it's called a stop moving order and it was banning travel essentially until May 11th. And they just extended it over the weekend. You love how they dropped mm-hmm. that on like a Friday night. Um, it's with how they've put out every single one of these orders. So you can't get clarification. You can't bother anybody about it. You got to wait till Monday till you've calmed down. And then, then, you can call. <laughs> and then, then, then you can call and get snippy emails, right? From people. <laughs> um, no, they um, extended it. They, extended it to June 30th. Now, if it's any consolation, anyone listening from what I'm hearing is they did that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're expecting it to last that long. Right. Like they want to be able to walk it back instead of continue to push it forward. Right. So take some hope in that. And then also know that you can, um, apply for apparently Hardship. fairly generous quote unquote exemptions to policies. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you need to get there, especially if you're in a financial situation that is not conducive to this lasting much longer or you need to move because you've got two houses or a mortgage somewhere. Like if there are like stuff, if there's stuff going on, you need to speak up and yeah. say that this is a hardship. Yeah. Um, don't, don't swallow that. Don't keep it to yourself. Like be honest and transparent with, um, command and, and be realistic about your opportunities and options, um, so that you don't find yourself 
in a crappy position because mm-hmm. that could definitely happen too. Yeah, so. absolutely. You got this, Claire. We got this. Yeah, got it. we got this. And again, <laughs> I, I've said this throughout. Um, I just try to stay in today and not worry too much about what's coming a month from now or two months from now or even a week from now, but just just stay in today because um, that's really like all you can do. You know, like it just doesn't, yeah. doesn't really benefit you to hype you know, get too hypothetical about what might happen. And um, yeah, we'll just take it a day at a time and, you know, we'll get there when we get there to the next place. So, well, why don't we do (laughs) this? Um, Maybe share one thing each that's kind of helping us right now survive and helping us um, get through. I'll start and then you can finish since I put you on the spot. One thing, and this is more of just like a recommendation. I have shared many, many quotes from my favorite TV show of all time, The Office. Um, I feel like I have a a quote for just about anything, um, you know, anything in life that comes up, there's always a quote from the office or an episode from the office. Um, and I started the best book. I had seen it advertised from several other people I follow, but it's just called the office, the untold story of the greatest sitcom of the two thousands by Andy Green. And I can't put it down. It is so good. Oh. It's been such a distraction. If you like The Office, this has got just tons of tons of tons of interviews, um, stuff from the actors, the writers, the you know camera operators, and it's just such fun like trivia and minutia about the series that we all love. So it's been it's just been good to like quit thinking about the quarantine and think back to happier times in the early two thousands. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm going to get that for my husband. He loves that show. I mean, I, I enjoy it, but he is definitely obsessed. And um, one of my things that I would even say is John Krasinski's Some Good News. Yes. This little show. Have you watched his <laughs> most recent one that dropped today about no. the proms? No, I keep seeing it scroll past, like, and I want the kids to see it too because they've been enjoying it with me. So I'm like, oh, I'll wait and watch it later. But yes. no, I've, I mean, if it's any like the rest of them, I'm gonna cry. And mm-hmm. cry. Yeah, we've been watching them as a family, and um, we haven't watched this one yet. But I would say, well, of course, I love the first one that he had Steve Carell on. But that Hamilton one, yeah. I watched three times. Oh, I'm not even a huge Hamilton what? person, but like cried watching that and just like got chills, like the power of art and the power of music and. Uh, that's why Shrek had me in knots all, all week. Yeah. Well, send me, I'll order <laughs> a copy of, of your kid's DVD of their Zoom, oh, their Zoom camp, and I'll probably cry watching it. It's so great. I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. Um, okay. So mine, um, mm, I honestly, I'm going to say melatonin. Yeah. <laughs> like it is, I am needing every little thing to get to sleep these days. Um, and it's, it's my fault. Like I could definitely instate better habits. Um, if I were more disciplined about it, I guess. But then there's this weird line of like, you know, I can, I'm going to eat whatever I want. It's quarantine or I'm going to not work out. It's quarantine. Or but I'm going to have six help. cups of coffee. It's quarantine. Why can't I sleep? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you it's real. So like, or, you know, I get up late. I had started to feel like, oh, I'm going to shift my schedule. I'm just going to stay up late and I'll yeah. sleep in a little bit. It's kids aren't doing school that early, whatever, whatever. Um, but that started like sliding real far to the right. Like I was like going to bed at like you know, two, three in the morning and waking up at 11, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like that just doesn't work. So, um, anyway, yeah, we're, t- I'm trying to get better and back on track on like a normal schedule. Um, and we're just gonna have to move through this. Oh, mm-hmm. it's quarantine thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hear you. we'll get there, but that's helping. Well, I also know it's habit forming. So don't worry guys. I won't. <laughs> yeah. Do you do just a pill or do you do like a gummy or 
I, there's the, the little dissolvable whatevers. Yeah, sublinguals. I, I didn't do the gummy because I was trying to remember I was trying to intermittent fast and oh, the gummy had calories. That's right. So <laughs> that's right. I know I, I've tried melatonin a time or two. It does not, it doesn't do anything for me. Like if I need to help, I just take a Benadryl, which I know is not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or NyQuil. So, golly, we're not condoning these things. You no, guys. we are not. Um, <laughs> but I also think there's probably a whole lot worse things people are doing right now. <laughs> Uh-huh. yeah yes just saying true. oh my god the last thing and i can't find i'll have to try to find it i can't remember where i saw it but i scrolled past the funniest video and it was <laughs> this guy was walking through his neighborhood and it was kind of like a tiktok video like yeah. it was you know like edited and patched together and he was looking in everybody's recycling bins and his whole thing was like i live in a neighborhood of alcoholics and like every recycling bin for one week had like 24 bottles of wine in it <laughs> Like every single one, he stopped at every house and it was the same. <laughs> it was, and he was cracking up as he went along. He's like, you gotta be kidding me. Like every single one. That's so. funny. The commanding general here, they made a, a statement. Like, I don't know if it was in like a live town hall or if it was in like something printed, but they were basically saying like, Hey, quit throwing your um, litter, AKA alcohol, empty alcohol bottles all over posts. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's Whoa. hitting hard. That's hitting hard for some people. So yikes. Yeah, seriously. So anyway, we made it another week. Yay. We made it another week. Yes. And as always, if you have listened and you too have a welfare check that you would like to send in, please send that. Um, if you know us personally, I know some of my friends have texted those audio recordings to me, but it definitely email them at Claire or Kelly at com. And hopefully you've heard enough of these to see that like there's really no right or wrong way to do it. They usually last anywhere from two to four minutes and it's just you telling us how you're doing and we want to hear from you and then respond to you. So thanks for those who have sent them and keep them coming. 